What up, everybody? You're now tuned into the true definition of a sports fanatic. I'm your host, Brandon Lampley. And today we're talking about football. We're kicking off the NFL season. And I have a special, special guest today, Mr. Fernando Ramirez, man. Introduce yourself to the people. Hey, how are you guys doing? Uh, Fernando Ramirez, I cover the L.A. Chargers for Sports Illustrated. And uh, yeah, no, I've been covering the NFL for a couple of years now. And it's honestly, it's fun uh, with everything going on right now. I mean, we need football, so I'm glad that it's yes. back. Uh, and honestly, I'm just excited for the season. Oh, man, man, I'm excited, too. man. You, and you're right. We do need football. I'm pretty sure um, during these six months of the pandemic, uh, I might have had a small breakdown where I was like, man, I got to I got to have my sports, man. And then exactly. the last dance, the Michael Jordan documentary came along and it kind of pacified us a little bit. And then, you know, NBA got the bubble going and now the NFL is getting ready to get kicked off, man. So, man, I'm excited. I can't wait, man, for sure. Yeah, no, no, no. The last dance was incredible. Just every I didn't I, I never would have thought. I mean, knowing how Phil Jackson is. I never mm-hmm. would have thought he would allow cameras uh, to follow them around and everything. Never. So to see all that was fantastic. Um, you know what? I'm I'm going to have you beat a little bit. I like European soccer. So European soccer was back in May and June. So uh, ah. I was actually watching that and I was getting excited. The only thing is that the best thing about European soccer that I still don't think it's 100% there in the United States is the fandom. Like, I don't know. They just they just love their teams in a different way over there. So like, I feel like the crowds are so loud and everything that it, I, yeah. I really did miss that. Uh, but obviously, everyone's trying to get fans in little by little, not uh, run the risk of anybody catching COVID. So um, I feel like yeah. all leagues are doing a great job when it comes to uh, their precautions and everything. But yeah, no, I'm definitely excited for this season. I mean, yeah. uh, it's it's finally here. I mean, today I had to pinch myself when. I walked out to the practice field, obviously with a mask and everything. I had to yeah. pinch myself, and I'm like, "Oh wow, here we go, let's do it." Oh man, for sure. Yeah, uh, football, as they would call it over there, <laughs> exactly. man. Um, the following is huge, man. Um, I don't even watch really soccer here. I mean, I've probably watched more international matches than I have um, matches here in the U.S. Because you know, soccer hasn't been something that really, really, really interests me. And the reason yeah. I think the fandom isn't the way it is and in, um, internationally is because our best athletes choose to play other sports. Soccer is a way of life. There's no football. It's some basketball, but if you're a seven footer, you're not on the soccer field, you know, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, you know, so your best athletes are going to play soccer over there, man. Can you manage Gian- Giannis as a goalie? Oh my God, man. Dude, you can't get nothing through to that guy, man. Shoot, man. You want to talk about somebody athletic? Giannis is athletic, man. Imagine JaVel McGee, a seven oh footer gosh. in the goal, man. Dude, just I that know. wingspan and yeah, yeah. And man, the athleticism, sure. he's just so athletic, crazy athletic that yeah, it man, would just be for crazy. Sure. It would be crazy. For sure. Yeah. So you see, I I, I gotta rep my guys. I gotta rep my guys, man. <laughs> Yo, what are you, you know, guys every- doing? You guys are selling everyone. You guys are just selling everybody. Oh man, dude, I I, I'm not surprised at the Leonard Fournette move at all because I knew this would be his last year. It was, the I, writing was pretty much on the wall. I had heard some stuff about him. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, don't ask me if I think he's a really good running back because I still don't 100% know. Uh, mm-hmm. if, like, I, I watch him, and I'm not going to say he reminds me of Trent Richardson, but like there are times where I kind of see him, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if he's just like the holes opened up so well that he just like – pile drive through or whatever but uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see if he if he is really that good of a running back as 
Some people have told, like, I've heard, I've heard mixed emotions when it comes to Leonard Fournette. I've heard he's a really good running back, and then I've heard he's a terrible running back. So I'm really interested to see, now that he's with the, I was about to say the Patriots because of Tom Brady. Now that he's with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm going to be yeah. very interested to see uh, how he performs with them. Oh, man, yeah, you're in your sentiment is like he's it's opposite ends of the spectrum. Either you like him or you don't. That's my biggest knock on him has been his vision because yeah. they I've seen breakdowns. You know, you got these guys on YouTube, they analytical. So they break it down and they'll show holes and where the play looks like it's supposed to go. And Leonard goes a totally different way. He's running to the back of people sometimes. And it just it varies game to game. Seem like exactly. you have like in the Denver game when he went for 200, dude, it's unstoppable. And then he'll go and he'll go and have like the 50 yards on like 27 carries or something like that. And and you wonder, is it our offensive line? Is it because he's running in eight and nine man fronts? Um, Is it his vision? Is it, you know, him trying to tiptoe because he'll dance sometimes. He's he's 230 pounds. He'll dance, you know, instead of getting when he gets up the field and the pass of popping. I mean, he's he's unstoppable, man. You know what? Talking about that uh, on Hard Knocks uh, last night, Anthony Lynn, who uh, is a Chargers head coach, former running back, he tells uh, a running back named Darius Bradwell, the guy's big. He's a big back. He's like, yeah. I don't need you dancing 15 nope. times, like over here, like cutting and doing your weird like steps uh, before you take off. Dude, you're a big guy. Just take off and run people over. That's right. what your job is. Don't cut. Don't cut back. Don't do all that little fancy stuff. That's not the kind of back you are. Nope. He's like, Mm-mm. use your tools. You have tools. Use them and abuse the other team. And then, uh, and I feel like that's one of the things that uh, a guy like LaShawn McCoy is a perfect example. His tools was what? His elusiveness. He was able yes. to hit holes well. He was able to do things well. What was one of his weaknesses? He would fumble the football because he'd carried it in, in his hand like this. But going back to the elusiveness, I mean, he was just crazy athletic, and he was able to uh, to juke, spin out of stuff. Okay, yeah, that's great. But look at Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson was more about running you over, um, getting yeah. you with his power. So I feel like some running backs today, the bigger backs, need to realize, hey, dude, I have all this strength. I'm so big. Let me use it. Like, don't, don't be ashamed of it. Use it and uh, run dudes yeah. over. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, yeah, for, for sure. Because, I mean, you look at a guy say like, a man, my all-time favorite is Fred Taylor. Fred Taylor Ooh, should be Fred in Taylor. the Hall of Fame. Fred, oh, yeah. 6'1", 6'1", 230, 4'3", speed, can run by you and can run you over. And he knew when to do those things. You know, he'll tiptoe sometimes, but he could run around you, so he could tiptoe. Yeah, you know? I know. And, and you know, it's, sometimes that's what sucks. Sometimes it's a popularity contest, like, I was talking yeah. to a buddy of mine the other day, and we were talking about Antonio Gates. And I'm like, yeah, no, first ballot Hall of Famer. He's like, you would think. And I'm like, shut up. He's like, sometimes these guys are a little bit. Uh, what? Yeah. He's like, sometimes oh. these guys are a little weird, Mm-mm. and they don't take some of these guys. And I'm like, no way. He's like, I'm just saying, you just never know. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, I could not. If Antonio mm. Gates did not get in as a first ballot Hall of Famer, I wouldn't. I, like, I'd be like, whoa. Like, that's I, I crazy. Do. They man, people in San Diego and LA, even yeah. though they are new to LA, they need to yeah. riot, man. They need I, to uh, I go think on the it steps. Would be people, I think it would be people all over the NFL that would be like, "What?" Like that's kind of like what, yeah. I don't know if you remember, but when Junior Seau got inducted, they had him in a Patriots jersey, and people were like, "Why are you putting him in a Patriots Why? jersey?" When uh, like there was a banner of his, and it had him in a Patriots jersey, and people were like. Why are you putting him in a Patriots jersey? Like he made most of his right. uh, career playing for the Chargers. So yeah, it's uh, 
you just sometimes yeah. like some of these people that have those votes and stuff, I'm kind of like, like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. It's just one yeah. of those things where uh, you just question a lot of like Don Coriel, uh, ex Chargers head coach. He was in the, uh, the Air Coriel, Air Coriel. He's not in yeah. the Hall of Fame. And, and I asked, why do you think Agreed. he's not in the Hall I've asked people, why do you think he's not in the Hall of Fame? They say his coaching record, which, yeah, it was basic. But okay. thanks to him, man, we have what? the aerial, we have the aerial uh, offensive play that we do today. Like Football Winslow, would not yeah, be the same. Exactly. Kellen Winslow is now uh, – Kellen Winslow, he revolutionized the tight end position. Yep. Uh, he's the godfather of the tight end position. Then you have uh, just everything that they did, everything that they, that they ran is just incredible. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Coriel was a innovator, man. He I should know. go He should go in as a coach and an influencer uh, yeah, contr- alone. Uh, contributor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Contributor so I'm, alone. I'm he could go in as a coach and contributor. I'm, yeah. I'm 100% with you. But, I mean, people look at records. People look at all that stuff. And you're kind of like, dude, mm-hmm. don't go off of records. Look at what he did for the game. Alone, right. and you'll you'll see that he's a uh, that he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, for sure, man, for sure. So uh, now we got uh coming up Thursday night. We got the Chiefs and the Texans kicking off, and um, I'm excited because oh man, did you see? Um, I don't know how active you are on Twitter, but did you see um, when Deshaun got his extension? You know, he got the 160 mil over the four year extension. Yeah, yeah. Um. Shannon Sharp retweeted it and he was basically talking about how, you know, what's the details of the deal? Because it's not a four year deal, 160 mil. It's a six year deal with 160 stacked on top of what he was already making. So it doesn't look as lucrative as, you know, four years, 160. So Jalen Ramsey retweeted Shannon Sharp, say, hey, man, you need to stop pocket watching David. You know, (laughs) want to get us a great agent, you know, kind of went off on Shannon a little bit. You know, and Shannon hit him with the. I, I ain't talking to guys who ain't won nothing. I got three Super Bowl rings. You need to get yours, youngster. You know, he went in on yeah. a little bit, man. And you but, know what? I, I, I've met uh, I've met Shannon. Shannon's a great guy. And you and but mm-hmm. like the older guys, they don't like to be disrespected by the younger guys. So you can right. tell that's why he was copping back. But let me tell you this: David Mullingetta, from what I've heard, is the greatest agent right now. Man, in seeing his praises. To, yeah, no, and I'm around uh, Derwin James. I'm around Casey Hayward. I'm around Melvin mm-hmm. Ingram, and those are like those are his main guys. And I hear them, and they're like, "Yeah, David, this they greatest agent, blah." And they tell me all this stuff, and yeah. I'm like, "Oh, wow." Then I've heard other people who uh, who have told me, "Yeah, no, David's the the best agent out there right now." And you look at his list of clientele. It's like it's literally every off season you hear David Mullen get his uh, uh, his guy gets paid. His guy, every offseason, you hear about three or four uh, yep. guys that get paid. And you're like, wow, just top-notch agent stuff. And today, he got Jalen Ramsey paid. Got him paid. To- <laughs> exactly. Man. So Broke It's just bank. one of those things where he he really gets his guys paid. And, and hats off to him. He's just a great yeah. agent. He does. Uh, he And it's funny because um, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, but every time something like that happens or one of his guys congratulates another guy, he puts hashtag family ties. And that's what I've yeah. heard. I've heard that he treats his uh, his clients as family and that they're all family. So yeah. it's one of those things where it's rare to hear. I mean, it is rare to hear um, an agent speak about that, like family, family, family. And David's very about that. And I feel like that's right. what Athletes First is all about, too, is all about family. So honestly, hats off to him for what he did and uh, what he's doing for all of his clients. But, yeah, no, I know a lot of the vets, uh, veteran players don't like hearing from the young guys. Uh, clapping back at them, but I think David yeah. did exactly what he needed to do for Deshaun Watson, 
And now with that contract with Deshaun, uh, the ball's in Jerry Jones's court for uh, Dak Prescott. Which is another yes, it is. I'm, I'm very interested in. Oh man, I'm 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 not a Cowboy hater, but they talk about <laughs> him so much that I have I to cover him. You know, I have to. Yeah. I have no choice but to cover because yeah, they yeah, talk yeah. about him so much. And I've been on that pay Dak. You could have got him for yeah. much cheaper than you're gonna have to pay him now a while ago. But yeah. Jerry Jones, being Jerry Jones, did not pay him. Now I don't know how much influence Stephen had in not paying Dak, but I think Stephen has done a great job as well. Um, he- you know what's funny with that is that I feel like Steven has really taken not over a couple in the last couple of years, but I think he's done a great job. Uh, from what I've heard, mm-hmm. he's, he's had a lot of input in the draft picks that they've had. Now I heard I, I've heard before that he wanted Johnny Manziel. Jerry did. Yeah. And that he Jerry told, wanted. Nope, him. Let's go get Travis Frederick and let's Travis Frederick by our offensive line. And they went. They got Travis Frederick, and that looks like a great move. But yeah. you know what? I I really do think um, I don't I, I don't know what's going on with Dak and that. Just because I wish I was I wish I covered the Cowboys just because that'd be a lot of fun. But listening to um, everything that I've heard, I mean, last year I remember after Week One they had beaten the Giants and Jerry Jones said we're a couple of days away. Well, dude, it's yeah. been a year and you still haven't gotten that contract done. So this. Yep. A couple of days, he must. A couple of days must mean like nothing. To him. It must mean something else to him than us. But I'm very interested to see what is going to end up happening because Dak, I mean, has done everything that they've asked him to do. I mean, yeah, last year he had a he had a kind of a down year, but I mean, we're all entitled to a ter- to a bad season, yeah. aren't we? Like, yeah. Oh, so I think this year with Ceedee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and then Michael Gallup, and then Z, yes. I, I, I think they're going to have a, a better team than what people are talking about. But um, but da- it's all going to rest on Dak. If Dak is able to get the ball to Amari, uh, who got paid, and Zeke, who got paid last year, yeah, uh, um, and a CD Lamb, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna force the uh, the Cowboys' hands. Now, my question is, if he makes it to the NFC Championship, or even the Super Bowl, and uh, and they, I say that they don't. Okay, they don't win it. But right there, he's he's bumped it up because I think Deshaun's making thirty nine. So yeah. I think Dak would be at the – he would ask for 41 to 45. And yeah. now it's like, Jerry, you weren't willing to pay him 34. You weren't willing to pay him 38. Now yeah. are you willing to pay him 43, 44, or let a team like Washington sneak in and grab him or some other team come up and grab him? Or Jacksonville. Or Jacksonville. Well, I think you guys are on that Trevor, Trevor Lawrence train. So, uh, <laughs> Man, everybody's been talking about that too. Yeah, man. But <laughs> I believe in Gardner. I believe in Gardner Minshew. I do. I think Gardner Minshew is the funnest uh, quarterback right now in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Tom Brady and him are up there because I, I just love – I love how Tom Brady, ever since he left the nest, now he's, like, having fun. He's like – today I think he wrote on Instagram or somewhere – Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Uh, had so much fun in camp. Can't wait to see you guys soon. Uh, having fun with my friends. And I'm like, dude, yeah. where was this Tom Brady the last 20 years? Man, it's like, like it's like when yeah, it's like when Kevin, Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City and he went to Golden State. Russell Westbrook dropped a uh, Jordan commercial for his signature shoe. And then uh-huh. the, the song that they use for the commercial is uh, Do What I Want by Lil Uzi Vert. And so, in the, oh. remember that? He's like, now <laughs> yeah. I do what I want. Now I do what I want. That's Brady. Exactly. Brady can do what he want now. You know? Exactly. You don't have that cold stare. I know. You know, when people, know. you know, yeah, you I'm, don't have that looking at you now. I'm definitely excited to see uh, Tampa Bay this year. Um, 
unfortunately, game one, I won't be able to watch him because I'll be in Cincinnati uh, covering Chargers and Bengals. But uh, but I'm definitely going to watch uh, that game after. I'm going to rewatch it because I'm very interested to see what Tom Brady brings yeah. uh, now in Tampa Bay. Yeah, or now Tom, in sorry, Tampa Bay. I heard it's Tampa. Tampa. So, yes, it is. So it's Tampa Bay. I, I I apologize for that, and uh, I mm-hmm. hope his his representatives yeah. don't come at me for that one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I, that man, there's so many storylines headed into the season. Um, yep. Of course, Tampa Bay um, life after Philip Rivers. Um, I'm very upset that I have to see him twice a year now because <laughs> I don't know if you know his record against the Jaguars is immaculate. It's like nine and one, 27 touchdowns, only three picks. 120 quarterback rating. Wow. It's, it's something crazy. And the one time we beat him, we had a transcendent defense. I remember yeah. that game. <laughs> and Blake Bortles did all he could to give the game away. Yeah, no, I remember that. That was the game where Phillip got a concussion. I think Yannick and somebody else just flipped him. They gave him a concussion. And I think he still played the rest of the game. Yeah, he I did. I believe so. And um, uh, Austin Eckler was a rookie. He fumbled. At the mm-hmm. like, he fumbled in the in their. Bounds. He was killing this too. Yeah, yeah, he was destroying them, and then he fumbled, and then uh, Jacksonville took over. Josh Lambeau got his revenge against the Chargers. Yeah, and he literally kicked the Chargers out of the playoffs because the Chargers right there were uh, they were like yeah. they started the season zero and four. They finished nine and uh, nine and three or something like that, and they almost made the playoffs. But yeah, uh, they yeah. weren't able to because of that loss to Jacksonville. I remember they were yeah. angry about that loss to Jacksonville. And I was like, hey, you guys have picked off Blake Bortles three times and weren't able Man. to do anything with it. So, Man. yeah, it was, watching, it was a crazy game. Watching, yeah, watching that team, um, which I knew Jacksonville, we had a, a really good team. Or as Y'all got like, screwed oh, in that AFC championship, though. I'm oh, just going to say oh. it right now. Miles, Miles Jack, Jack wasn't was down. Not down. Miles Jack wasn't down. Yeah, but that year I knew we were real when we went to Pittsburgh and laid that thirty to nine whooping Ooh, on them. That that one was na- that was nasty. Yeah, that yeah. Nasty. But I went to the Chargers game and man, watching Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram come yeah. off the edges, um, watching Philip Rivers, Austin Eckler, and all those guys, I'm like, man, this is a really good team, and we yeah. went toe to toe and beat them. We must be a really good team, you know. Yeah. But all that's the past now because now we rank 32nd and we're in the Trevor's Lawrence sweepstakes. And, you know, <laughs> Linda Fournette's talking about now he has a real quarterback, which I can't get mad at him because he's had Blake Borders and Gardner. They're not yeah. Tom. So I can't get mad at that. You know, I can't get mad at that at all. Yeah, I mean, if he was going from Gardner to like – well, I'm not trying to disrespect any quarterback. But if he was going to like Ryan Fitzpatrick, then yeah. I mean, there you yeah. kind of say something. But he's going with yeah. uh, arguably this greatest football player of all time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, arguably, arguably. Yeah, man. So I, I can't I cannot get upset with him about that. So tell me what you think about this. I, I'm, I'm I've been one of those people where I'm glad that, you know, the season is kicked off. We're going to play football, but I don't believe that they won't finish. I don't believe they'll finish the season. I'm not going to wood, but I don't believe that they're going to finish the season because it's too many variables. That need to come together for it to happen. Number one, the kids have to listen. So we're talking about 20, 21, 22 year olds that just got money who you're telling them to stay in the house. Don't go out. Don't be around, you know, a whole bunch of people. And they have had nothing. And now they're rich and they can't go out and ball out and spend it like they want to. And, you know, you got to have some luck because you can just get somebody to breathe on you. Then you give it to the whole team. Yeah. So, well, 
when you were when you said whole lot of people, I thought you were going a different route with that word. And oh. I was like, oh, I was like, I wonder where he's going with this. But <laughs> hey, <laughs> you said a whole lot of people. So there you go. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I think they will. And I'll tell you why. Um, these guys, these guys know what happens if the season doesn't finish. A lot of these guys yeah. will not be paid. And right. that's the honest truth. A lot of these guys will not be paid. Yeah, you have the contracts that are guaranteed, like Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, all these guys. Right. But then you have those guys, those lower tier guys who, and I, I don't mean to disrespect mm-hmm. them by saying lower tier, but I'm, I just mean contract wise. They They're trying to get theirs. So, yeah, exactly. And they, they mm-hmm. like some of these guys are in contract years. They're going to want to get their money. And I feel like a lot of the, like, I feel like a lot of, like, yeah, that you have the upper, upper echelon of the guys getting paid. I think that lower tier players are going to be like, you know what? We have to do this. We have to get paid. I, I, I think that if if we're looking at it, baseball, a lot of people told me baseball wasn't going to make it. Baseball's doing well right now. Uh, when you look at soccer, soccer, a lot of people said, oh, no, I don't know. I think soccer's going to, and soccer's doing well. The NFL, honestly, I understand where you're coming from. The NFL is a different monster in a sense. Yeah. But I feel like the NFL will make it through just because the players are willing to listen. I mean, honestly, um, I, and I'm being fair with this. The Chargers have been criticized in the past for not being proactive, not doing this, being reactive, whatever. Brandon, they were they were proactive when it came to COVID. They've been all about, uh, like us, we have to wear masks. We're not allowed to talk to the players anymore. We have to stand back. They, they've done everything proactive when it comes to COVID-19. I th- I've heard a lot of teams are doing That's that awesome. exactly, exactly the same. But I think the Chargers were the focal point of it because head coach Anthony Lynn, I don't know if you had heard, but uh, he contracted COVID. Yeah, and I did hear that. Yeah, he had contracted COVID. And he's like, you know what? We're going to attack this. So I think uh, I think Philadelphia's coach also got it. Um, and also Sean Payton of the New Orleans Saints. Those are the three head coaches that we know that have yeah. gotten it. I think those three teams are going to be extremely careful when it comes to uh, dealing with COVID. And I feel like a lot of these teams are really going to take it seriously because they know what it means. It means, and, and, and honestly, I don't mean to put more pressure on these players, but you have the PR staff, you have all these mm-hmm. different people that are counting on you guys to make the season happen because yeah. if not, they don't get paid. So right. it's one of those things where I think, the NFL players understand. Uh, they understand what's going on, and they and they know what could happen. So mm-hmm. I honestly, and the numbers are down right now. So I'm very impressed yeah. that the numbers are down. I mean, you had the one incident with the kid in Seattle trying to sneak in a girl. Man, I was gonna bring that up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you have that one, but I mean, that's yeah. the only incident that I've heard so far. So mm-hmm. I think it's positive the way it's been. I mean, it's literally, dude. Settle down for three or four months, and then you can do whatever the hell you want after right. uh, after February. So I, I I'm more of an optimist, and I think I'm I'm an optimist when it comes to a lot of stuff. So um, I'm an optimist. I think that the season's gonna. Uh, I think the season will go through. I mean, are there gonna be hiccups? Probably, but yeah. I don't think that they'll stop the season for anything. I think uh, unless something huge happens, yeah, I don't see them stopping the season. But uh, from what I've seen from the Chargers. And from what I've heard about the, because I have a buddy that covers the Rams. I mean, they've been doing a great job when it comes to this. And I mean, if they can continue and not get, not lazy, but if they don't get uh, comfortable, uh, they yeah. need to continue this and make sure that they take all the measures to make sure that the players are safe, the uh, the coaches are safe, the staff are safe, and obviously that they get the best product out there on the field. Oh man, and I will say this, Fernando. 
as a fan, you've made me very, very comfortable now that thinking that they'll make it through the season because now you whatever worries I kind of had now you've lifted them you know off my shoulders a little. There bit, you go. You know, hey, anything I, mean, I can do to help you, I, I, I might get a psychology uh, degree also. So there you go. You can talk to me anytime. Man, hey, hey, I got, I got, a, I got a lounger over here too. You know, little lounger you lay on and you know tell them your problems. I got one of those already, go. man. So we'll be good you. to Don't go. Worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, and then this the NFL now football is king. You know, NFL is yeah. number one, but NBA is right behind them, nipping at their heels. They're I think they're ahead of the NFL as far as player relations are concerned. Yeah. And you know, and they work with their players more than NFL owners have. They're coming along, but it's very slow. It's a very slow process. But if you want to be like your brothers in the NBA, who you know they because you could tell when the NFL players are jealous of the money those guys make, because guys you've never heard of making uh 25 mil a year who plays like 10 minutes a game and they're like man i'm way better than that guy but hey that's their league so if you want to be like yeah. those guys look what they did they've had zero positive tests since they started the bubble well zero and if i could play devil's advocate one there's only 15 players playing on a on an nba team right, right, right. Yeah, in the nfl it's like 70 but no no, no I, I understand what you're coming from and you the can't bubble in the the only thing, the only trouble with that is, is that a bubble would be so hard. You can't keep, do it. Yeah, it's like say it. in one hotel, it probably you'd probably need about five hundred rooms for yeah. for the. I mean, in the NBA, what do you need? You need about thirty to forty. Here, you'd need yeah. about four to five or three to four hundred hotel yeah. rooms, and and that's just for each team. So yes, I think bubble, a bubble would be totally difficult. And then you need, uh, I mean, because think about it. If you put it in, uh, say that you have about five or six solid beat writers for every team, that would mm -hmm. mean an extra, and that's 32 teams. That's an extra like 100 hotel. Honestly, it'd be a complete mess that I don't think the NFL wants to deal with. And I feel like the NFL feels like their team, their respective teams, the coaches and everybody can be responsible enough to yeah. uh have their players kind of and that's the thing is that like like i said for my personal i don't know about the other 31 teams but dealing with the chargers players i've heard all of them say we need to be responsible anthony lynn has said this before mm -hmm. i think the best team that i think the team that wins the super bowl is going to be the team that best handles covid and yes. uh and i and i feel like that could be true too because i mean you just never know i mean right now uh, i don't know if you, like neymar from psg and uh, Killian Mbappe, two of their best players, have COVID. So now they're out for a couple of weeks because they have COVID and they have to uh, test positive three times. Um, they have to test negative three times uh, when they come yeah. back to the team. So it's going to be one of those things where uh, if you miss if you miss even a little bit of time, you're going to miss out. So And I know mm -hmm. the NBA season is 80 games and then plus uh, an extra 20 probably for the playoffs. In the NFL, you only have 16 games. You yeah. don't want to miss any of those games. None. The NFL is more – and I feel like that's why the NFL is number one, Brandon, because it's so valuable. You only have a small little uh, – Small, a little small. Piece of pie. The NBA gives you a whole pie. The NFL gives you a piece of pie, and you have to make that yeah. last for four months. Yeah. So that's yeah. the only dessert you're going to – that's, that's going to be your diet, Brandon. That's going to be your diet. Only one piece of pie for the next four months. So that's it. You have to eat little pieces, little by little, eat a mm -hmm. little bit of the pie uh, as you go. But honestly, I, and I feel uh, I feel like the NFL will do what they need to do. And I, I, I feel like the NFL, the NBA, and the MLS, and Major League Baseball are all showing mm -hmm. different ways 
of being able to control COVID. I mean, yeah, baseball in the first couple of weeks, everybody's like, oh, the season's about to get shut down. But the MLB, I'll give them credit. They didn't freak out. They said, you know what? Let's they relax. Didn't. Let's give, mm-hmm. like, let's have the Marlins take a couple of days off. Let's let, I think it was the St. The Louis Phillies. Marlins. The Phillies. Yeah, the Phillies. Let's let mm-hmm. them take a couple of days off and then let them uh, redo the games towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. My hats off to them. I mean, the NBA, the MLB, and I, I and I'll tell you right now, the NBA, the NFL wouldn't have. But I think one or two other, uh, maybe MLS would have blinked and said, "Oh shit, there are, mm-hmm. oh, oh, never mind. Like, yeah. let's not do this. Let's uh, let's let's stop the season." And the MLB, to their credit, did not stop it, and they keep on going. So, uh, yeah, to them for that. Oh, de- definitely, man, definitely. So, I mean, for the NFL and most the most healthiest team, of course, and the one to handle handle COVID's um the best. And like you said, they only give you a piece of the pie. So depending exactly. on how you start your season, every game could turn into a playoff game. So exactly. you could be in the middle of the season, and if you started two and six, you gotta win the rest of your game. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. yeah. That's where I think football stands head and shoulders above the rest because you got seven game series in the NBA, you got the five and seven game series in MLB. Um, but in the NFL, college, it's win or go home. Win or go home. That's why March Madness is so hot because it's win yeah. or go home. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you know what? I, like watching some of these games in the NBA, I'm like, dude, why can't the first two rounds be the first, the best out of five games? Or the yeah, the best out of five would be so. They much talked strong. about shortening it. Yeah, and I think they should. Those two first two rounds, I feel like they should. Just because, I mean, the Lakers had already proven that they'd beaten Portland three games in a row. It's like, yeah. bro, come on. Like, let's go on to the next series. And right now, I mean, if they beat Houston tomorrow night, that, that should yeah, be the so, end yeah. of the series. Just because that fourth game, just – and I'm, I know the, the Cavs came back on the Warriors and everything, but in those, in that lower-seeded uh, series, there's no way uh, – No. There's no way no. A, a team could lose in three one or be down three one and then possibly come back. I mean, yeah, I understand it when it's Eastern Conference and Western Conference and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, Houston drops this one. This is pretty much a wrap. Just like when um, Miami went up three zero, that should you could have yeah. called it then because it was yeah. over. Yeah, 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 no, one hundred percent. Even in Game Four, they just like heat. The Heat looks sluggish. They look like ah, yeah. okay, like. Dude, we've already won this. We got this. No Giannis. Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. But, uh, but yeah, no, in the NFL, it's like it's either you win the game or you're going home. And it's that's yeah. why fans are on edge. And it's like you don't have a, hey, maybe we'll get them in game two. No, there ain't no game two. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah that's, yeah, that's what everybody loves about the NFL, I guess. Yeah, okay. So, um, matter of fact, I was talking to a coworker earlier and I was talking about my interview coming up. You know, he's been very supportive of me getting, That's you know, awesome. doing this stuff and getting my podcast started. You know, he's been very supportive. So, yes, he, he was like, What about the impact not having Philip Rivers has had on the community and not just Los Angeles, but San Diego as well? Like, is there any the differences and things you can tell? Um, you know what? Because of the pandemic, I haven't been able to tell all that much, but I know Philip was involved in a couple of things uh, here in San Diego uh, when it came to that. Um, I'll tell you, in a from a football standpoint, um, it, it does feel weird. Like today we had Tyrod. T- today's quarterback day for the Chargers. So Wednesday, mm-hmm. they always give us a quarterback. When I saw Tyrod Taylor come up to the podium, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I mean, I guess during training camp, I really didn't feel it. But now you feel it and you're like, oh, wow. Like. It's, yeah. it's not Philip Rivers, but I mean, it was just one of those things where you're like, oh, wow, it does feel different sometimes. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of business as usual. Let's keep it. Uh, let's keep it going and all that. So um, I'm very in. 
it, it, it does, like I said, it does feel different. But, like, when you see the offense practicing, you're like, oh, wow, yeah, this isn't Phillip Rivers' uh, team. Just because, like, mm-hmm. like you said, Tyrod Taylor is a very athletic quarterback, and he can do a lot of different things. Phillip yeah. is a stand in the pocket, uh, let it rip, uh, and he's going to live and die by his arm. And, uh, I mean, as we saw last year, it uh, the team, uh, I don't want to say died, but they lost uh, a couple of times because of his decision-making and the way uh, yeah. he would throw. I mean, I think against um, – they had a Thursday night against Kansas City – or against the Raiders. He threw three interceptions, and the week after against Kansas City and Mexico City, he threw four. So it was just – he just had a bad yeah. stretch of football last year, and you could tell the marriage uh, had needed to come to an end. And uh, he was on the Pat McAfee show last uh, last week, and he said, I just thought it was time. The Chargers thought it was time. And I was like, you know what? You guys can go in your own direction. I'll go in mine. And um, it was funny because I remember somebody had tweeted out, I like some somebody that I I, I know they tweeted out, oh I think Philip Rivers putting his house up for sale. I was like, no, he's not. And she had pictures. <laughs> I look at it and yeah. I was like, are you serious? So then I look it up. Yeah, Philip. Yeah, I saw had, that. Philip had moved his whole family out to Florida, and he said that in Florida he was sitting around waiting to see if anybody would uh, if anybody would like contact him because he's like, I know the NFL game is changing, but I feel like I still have a lot to give. And he said mm-hmm. when the Colts called him, he was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm definitely down. Let's go. let's do this. I want to be the quarterback. And um, now he's the Colts quarterback. So uh, the Colts have a lot of things that um, that Phillip Rivers likes, a great offensive line. They have weapons. Uh, the name Michael yeah. Pittman Jr., remember that name, USC kid. That kid is – he can ball. He's six foot five. Um, he went through a lot of different offensive coordinators here in, uh, at USC, and he just kept on getting better. Charger or the Chargers. The Colts drafted him in the second round. They also drafted Jonathan Taylor, running back from Wisconsin. That's another name we're yes. going to hear a lot this season uh, yeah. when it comes to the Colts. So I think the Colts got a leader. Uh, they know what they're going to get with from Phillip. Phillip is very fiery. Uh, he doesn't curse. And I'll be. It's, man, that's hilarious to and me. And Brandon, I, I, I've heard him. He does not curse. Dak Gonnett, uh, G. Willikers, like he'll say what mm-hmm. else, like any of that stuff. But he really does not curse, so it's actually. I, funny I didn't believe it. To, no, I know, and that's the funny part. He's he said one time, he's like, "I'm a nice Catholic human being. Do I get fired up? Yeah, I get fired up, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to curse at somebody." And I just started laughing because right. some. Uh, I remember there was a, a mic'd up a couple of years ago. Somebody cursed at him, and he goes up and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" He's like, I "Yeah, didn't you. Why I are you cursing that. at me?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he, he, they were they were beating somebody. I can't remember. He's like, now this is what you call a nice rear end whipping. And I was like, oh, oh the Raiders. He really doesn't curse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. no. And there was one where he throws a game winning touchdown. It was like a Sunday night game or a Thursday night against the Raiders. Uh, Thursday night, I think it was. And he goes, good night, ladies and gentlemen. Don't let the door hit you on the butt on the buttocks out or something. Like he said something weird like that. And I yeah. started laughing. I'm like, wow. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Philip does not curse. He's I think Indy's going to have – I think he is perfect for what Indianapolis is as an organization, mm-hmm. as a team, as a city. I feel like they're going to love Phillip. Um, he took a head coaching job at a high school that uh, down in Alabama. And um, mm-hmm. so he's going to be a head, a head football coach when he's retired. Now, the Colts and him both said uh, just because he took the job now doesn't mean that he's going to do one season with the Colts and retire. He feels right. like if he, uh, if he has a strong season with the Colts – He's gonna maybe re up for one more year and then come back and and try and go at it. So it'll be interesting. I know he wants to coach his son Gunner. Uh, Gunner's I think a seventh or eighth grader right now. So I know that when Gunner gets to high school, 
Phillip does want to coach him up. Uh, he's a quarterback yeah. also. And Brandon, you're going to laugh. He has the same throwing motion as his dad. So Really? Uh, yeah. So, I got to see him. Yeah. I so I've, see seen, him. I've seen Gunner before uh, throw the football. Because after games, Phillip and his family go onto the field, no matter if they won or lost. And he throws mm -hmm. the ball around with his daughters and his son uh, and his sons. And I saw Gunner one time, and he he moves his arm like that, and he throws it like that too. So I was like, "Oh wow, Man, guess, that shot guess, put." Yeah, I'm like, I guess Gunner got yeah. the same uh, throwing motion as his daddy. So it'll be very interesting to see if Gunner can uh, can make it to play football on Sundays. Yeah, man, that'd be very interesting, man. Matter of fact, I just saw, um, I watched some highlights of Shadur Sanders. Uh, oh, Deion I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I've man, look, that kid got ball placement. He has touch. His fundamentals are good. Right? Yes, he's a quarterback, man. He, you know you can tell he's been coached up. You know who else I heard about is Archie's son down yeah. in New Orleans that he is just killing it right now. So, yeah. I, I, honestly, I'm, I'm excited for the future of football. People are always like, what's going to happen with the future of football? I'm excited. I think if Deion Sanders' son can make it, Frank Gore's son just started at, in college, and mm -hmm. Frank Gore's still playing in the NFL. I, I find that so funny. He's still That's playing hilarious. in the NFL, and his, son, uh, and his son just started playing college ball. So, um, I'm excited for what some of these uh, – some of the, like, obviously – for Sanders, it's going to be hard to be his dad. Um, right. For Archie, it's going to be hard to be uh, Peyton. It might not be that hard to be Eli. No, I'm just kidding. It, it yeah. will be hard. To be. But um, but it, it definitely, I'm excited to see those those young kids come up and see what they uh, what they got when it comes to uh, when it comes to their games. Oh yeah, man! Three guys that I watched in college football that made me feel old. You know, because I'm 31, I'll be 32 yeah. on the 14th. So, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. Oh, I'm excited to watch him. Asante Samuel Jr. Is he in the and, NFL? No, no, no. He's he's still at Florida State. Okay. He, yeah. So I, I watched him when watching. Wow, him in Asante football. Samuel Jr. and Patrick Sertain Jr. Dude. Wow, it, where's he at? Alabama. He's the top corner for Alabama, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, number two. Man, made me feel old. I man. remember watching Asante Samuel on those Patriot uh, Super yes. Bowl teams. Yes, oh, man. Asante Samuel was very underrated. He was and very, very, underrated very much so. Uh, to his game. Uh, wow, I didn't know I didn't know Asante Samuel's son was at Florida State. Yeah. yeah. You know what's funny oh, is yeah. that when, uh, when we first interviewed Derwin James when he got drafted, I asked him, I'm like, at Florida State, he's like, you mean DBU? I'm like, sorry, at DBU. Yes, it's there, yeah, DBU. And he's like, he's like, make sure you yeah. have that DBU. So uh, so I, I was like, oh, wow, okay, yeah, DBU. And then – Them uh, and LSU battle for it. They in exactly, them and LSU battle. Exactly. Yeah, because LSU had Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, and then Florida mm -hmm. State had Jalen Ramsey and uh, and Derwin James. So, yeah, no, those are those are four guys. That 2v2 two, two two is, is pretty yeah. great, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, man. Xavier Rhodes for Florida State. Xavier um, Rhodes. Shoot, I mean, and now um, LSU has there. a good one. Yeah, LSU has a good one right now. That kid Stingley Jr. is great. Oh yeah, yeah. No, LSU. LSU has a has a very good uh, coach. O has done a really great job down there, and uh, yeah. I, I feel like he hasn't gotten enough credit. I thought he was going to be the USC head coach, and when mm -hmm. they said no, we're good, I was like, oh wow, I guess. And then Ogeron goes down to LSU, and I was like. That's where Ogeron needs to be, though, because he loves them crawfish. He loves Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I got I was it, like that's, yeah. a, that's a perfect place. Yeah, we won the game. 
I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Ogeron. I feel like he's honestly, uh, yeah, he's something else. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do with LSU this season. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, I can't wait, man. Um, shoot, Speaking college. of LSU, these guys play Joe Burrow this weekend, so I'm, I'm gonna be yeah. able to have Joe Burrow play first. So I'm very excited to see what, what he brings to Cincinnati. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I you know what I don't, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure, man. Um, on the rookie quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, I was like, I would take him to number one, of course. If I'm Cincinnati, I'm taking him all day. But I'm on the fence about his prospects and how good he might be because I think he's a boomer bust. I don't think he's a, he's not an Andrew Luck. You know, he's, it's not surefire that you're going to get a you know a Pro Bowl player out of him. Um, and I feel kind of the same about Herbert. Herbert, took, and it's only because he reminds me of Blaine Gabbert, and I don't like that. I'll tell you one thing. So <laughs> this is the, this is the reason why I would put Herbert above Burrow, and it's no knock on either one. But Herbert, we've seen for four years now, and yes. all four years, all four years. Well, no, no, no. The the last three years, he was considered. Uh, well, the last two years, he's considered as a Heisman hopeful, top five draft pick. Like people yeah. have dug, uh, dubbed him that. I'll tell you one thing, though. If you would have given him the receivers that Tua Tungavailoa or Joe Burrow had mm-hmm. at LSU and Alabama, respectfully, yeah, I think he, Herbert would have put even bigger numbers. Uh, I, I just think that Herbert didn't have the weapons that he needed to. He had the offensive line at, uh, at Oregon, right. but he didn't have the weapons. If you give right. him top-notch weapons, I feel like a, pe- a lot of people would be a lot more – uh, a lot of people would be a lot more um, – uh, how do I want to put this? They would be a lot more – they would be in for Herbert. They would think, oh, you know what? Herbert was actually not that bad of a quarterback. But the thing is he plays right. in Pac-12. People kind yeah. of like a lot of Pac-12 quarterbacks. And honestly, Brandon, from watching him these last this last month, I'm actually very impressed with the kid. I mean, he's ha- he's made mistakes, which every rookie quarterback's going to make. Yes, but of course. But Brandon, he learns from them. And he mm-hmm. learns from them as he goes. Like, I, yeah. he, he's made some incredible throws. Like, on one of those, he rolls out to the right, off his back foot, throws it up, and his receiver makes the catch. Uh, and I was like, well, well, okay, maybe that's just one. There's another one where he's rolling out to his right. The the linebacker was turned around watching him. No, no, he was turned around watching the receiver. He fits it right in between the, right in between the, the helmet and where the receiver's mm-hmm. hands were. And I'm like, right. wait, is this for real? And then I like, keep on watching him. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, obviously, there was no preseason game, so I really don't know if what I saw was real or not. But right. honestly, I think the Chargers might have something with Herbert. His only problem is, is that, yes, he he's not used to going under center. So I, if you saw in the hard knocks, he was tipping off his, uh, his snap count. The thing is, when you come up as a quarterback, you have to go, Green 80, green hut. Like you have to be loud no matter yes. if, no matter if you're running the ball or if you're going to uh, throw the ball because you yep. don't want to tip your cap. In the NFL, if you tip your cap even a little bit, little they're going to know. The defenses are going to know. And, uh, and that's what I feel like Herbert needs to learn a little bit. And that's why I feel like the Chargers are going to treat this as a redshirt year for the young guy. I think yeah. Herbert is going to surprise a lot of people. And then, Brandon, if you look at it, the Chargers have a lot of weapons. They have Hunter yeah. Henry. They have they do. Allen. They have Mike Williams. They have Austin Eckler. And they still have a lot of cap to build on that in next offseason. So, honestly, I feel like if Herbert is able to come in next year and he has those weapons around him, he's going to be like, oh, my God, look at all this. Yeah, I, I, I think I can play quarterback in this league, and I think he'll do better. Uh, I heard that what they want to do is uh, have him step up his leadership a little bit, be more vocal. Uh, he's one of yeah. those guys. He's a quiet kid. 
he leads by example yeah. and kind of you know what to yeah. be honest tyrod does the exact same thing tyrod yes, he is does. More, he's not a raw raw guy he's like i'm gonna lead by example i'm not gonna lead by giving you guys this whole like uh friday night light speech or whatever mm -hmm. like i'm gonna lead by example so to be honest i mean and that's the thing is that I feel like people try and nitpick. Uh, like, I remember when Melvin Ingram was coming out of school, he had small hands. Well, yeah. what does that mean? I mean, look at him. He's been a three-time pro bowler. So what is – like, I remember what Joey – I can't remember what Joey Bosa's was. I mean, there was one little knock on him. Uh, oh, if he loved football. Brandon, yeah. I've been around Joey for four years now. Like, I could tell Joey loved football, Joey man. loves football, and that's all yeah. he does. Like, he loves football and video games, and that's it. Like, yeah. that's, that's what I can tell you about him. So, I mean – I feel like scouts and people try and nitpick at quarterbacks, but a yeah. guy like Justin Herbert, I, I have nothing to pick at. Sometimes it's maybe his decision-making, but I'm really interested to see what the kid can do if, uh, like, if maybe towards the end of the season, if the Chargers are out of the playoffs, maybe they give him one game with the full-on yeah. starters and say, hey, let's see what we got. And I'd be very interested to see what Justin could do uh, in that. So, I'm very, I'm very excited to see what Justin, uh, what Justin can bring to the team, but, um, but honestly, I, I, I think Justin just needs to take this time to learn. And let me, um, I, I know I'm kind of <laughs> talking a lot, but um, the hiring of Pep Hamilton was huge for the Chargers. Pep yeah, Hamilton is I like uh, Pep. Honestly, it was, it was like when, I, when they, they were like, oh, we're gonna hire a quarterback coach. I'm like, wonder who they're gonna hire. And I saw Pep Hamilton. I'm like wow, what a great hire. Just because Pep knows what it takes for a quarterback to be uh, an NFL-style quarterback. Mm -hmm. He's been with Andrew Luck. And you know what's funny, Brandon, is that if Herbert makes a mistake in practice or if he makes a good play, guess who he goes to first when he comes off the field? Yeah, Pep, Pep Hamilton. Going goes to Pep. right up to him and Pep's like, all right, dude, you did this right, but you did this wrong, but you did this and you did that. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, And sometimes you can hear him a little bit. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, wow, he's giving them solid advice. Like, he's like, your hips, move your hips a little bit more. Do this, do that. And then when Herbert goes out the next time, you can tell he's doing exactly what uh, Coach wanted him to do. So, I honestly, look for, out for that Pep Hamilton, Justin Herbert uh, marriage. Because, honestly, <laughs> when Pep first got hired, he's like, dude, he's like, there's times where, like, uh, Justin and I would be talking ball till 1 in the morning. And I'm like, oh, wait, like, dude, we got to go to bed and all that. So, yeah. Uh, so you can tell that Justin loves football and you can tell that uh, he that Pep Hamilton is very excited about uh, coaching him in the for the future. Oh, yeah. Uh, for for me with Justin Herbert is, you know, he reminded me of Blaine Gabbert, but that's only due, due to his senior year. Oh, After yeah. His junior year. I would have instead of taking Josh Allen, if he would have came out, I was on the uh, Justin Herbert bandwagon. I drank the Kool Aid. Yeah. I wanted him here because I saw him at Oregon and I liked his game. His senior year, I, I would say he took a step back, but he showed some things um, in his senior year while I watched because we don't get a lot of game, their games. Yeah, over yeah, here. yeah, yeah. So I get to, well, I got yeah, to see maybe like, three. It's Ten o'clock at night or eleven o'clock yeah. at night over there. So yeah, um, yeah. So I got yeah. to see about. Three games. The Auburn game was a good game. I watched that yeah. game start to finish, and I saw and I was like, okay, okay. But as the season went on. You, you know what game impressed me? The Rose Bowl. The reason Rose why Bowl. it impressed me, a lot of people are like, why the Rose Bowl? I'm like, Justin Herbert's arm was not working that game. Wisconsin had was covering the receivers well. They were covering the tight ends well. Justin just found a way to win the game, and that's what the name of the game is find a way yeah. to win. And what did he do? He took off with his legs, three running took touchdowns off. 
And I give him so much credit for that victory just because I was so impressed with him being able to take off running, doing different things to try and win the game. And honestly, they held on. They were down. They held on at the end. They were able to win that game. And I was like, oh, wow. So this kid knows what it takes to win. And I remember I asked him about that. And he's like, dude, the name of the game is winning. It doesn't like it's not, yeah. like on the box score. It's not going to say one ugly. No, it's not right. just going to say nope. won the game. And that's what it's about. It's about wins and losses. And I feel like Jesse knows how to win ugly. He knows how to win pretty. He knows how to win all that. And mm -hmm. I feel like he's the more battle-tested quarterback. Joe Burrow, nobody knew last year. No. Uh, Tua Tungabailoa has gotten hurt a lot in college. So now yeah. it's – and then uh, Jordan Love had a very good junior season but then had a really bad uh, senior season. So I thought, in my opinion, there was a lot less questions about – uh, Justin, to me, then, and I honestly, I look at the game differently than a lot of people do. So to me, there were more questions about the other three quarterbacks than there were about Justin. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I mean, hey, I, I mean, I'm not a scout. I'm not any of that. I just thought that, I just think that Justin, just because of the way he played, the way he's carried himself. I mean, and honestly, Brandon, the last three, or the, his, I think every single year that he was at Oregon, he had a different offensive coordinator. And he yeah, had, I think so. Yeah, and then he had uh, three coach, three head coaching changes in four years, and that's not easy. And for him to learn all of those mm -hmm. different systems and being able to pick it up, I mean, he won the Heisman for uh, for a student athlete last year uh, for intelligence, for grades, and for his athletic ability. So honestly, this kid's smart. He knows what he wants to do. Dude, he's yeah. a bio major. Like, what what yeah. what what football player do you know that's a bio major? So, because yeah. uh, you could tell that there were some hard class, and he like told us that he took one certain class for fun. I remember, I just can't remember the name of the class. He, I looked it up, and it's like one of the hardest classes you'll ever take. And he said he took it for fun. I was like, yep. I was like, this kid is a, he's a prodigy or something, but he's he's a Man. very smart kid. So, honestly, I, I'm very excited to see Justin. I know we probably won't see him this year unless. Uh, something happens to Tyrod or uh, or the team is just up in certain games and they decide to put him in. But I'm very excited to see what Tyrod or what uh, Justin can bring. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Very excited, man. Very excited to see these guys. Um, I definitely want to check out that Joe Burrow versus the Chargers. I mean, because yeah. that is going to be a tough, tough test. Now, you're going to be without uh Derwin and when I heard about Derwin I because I love Derwin I yeah. I'm a Jalen I'm a Jalen Ramsey guy Jalen is my guy regardless yeah. of how people here feel about him Jalen has always been my guy I almost cried when the, the trade went through man like Jalen he's my guy and so him being very close with Derwin I started to watch Derwin no I watched him but as I seen their relationship watch Derwin more and I do and I saw Derwin at Florida State I was like he really can play like yeah. almost every position except maybe D tackle, you know, at the end. Like he can yeah. really play all of them: corners, linebacker, safety. He can do all of them. kick return, punt return. He could do those things. Yeah. And so no. when I heard he got hurt, man, I said, man, I mean, he was ready to take over. Yeah, and you know what? What's what sucks about it is that Derwin is. He's only a third-year player, but he was stepping into a leadership role with the Chargers. He would break mm -hmm. down the defense. He'd say, okay, guys, let's go out there and do his family on three. One, two, family. And, like, you could tell he was really stepping into that role. And the Chargers voted on captains today, and it's – it's uh, and to not see Derwin James on it, because all of us thought that Derwin was going to make it, and to not see him on it, you're like, oh, that sucks. Like, because the kid – he's a great kid. Like, you go over to his locker and start talking to him, and he'll talk to you for – like, I remember I was asking him, hey, is Dion going to be the head coach for Florida State? And he just started, like, he was like, man, come on. Like, I love Dion, but I don't know if he could be the head coach. 
I just yeah. started laughing and like he's just a great kid. I hope he bounces back from this. He kind of reminds me. So. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Keenan Allen uh, a little bit because Keenan, his first two years he had good seasons with the Chargers. Then he got hurt for two in a row. He had the lacerated yeah. kidney and the torn ACL. And then Keenan since then has been a Pro Bowler. I think that's what's gonna uh, that could be Derwin James. I uh, see it. And I could see Derwin because Derwin honestly like. Derwin is just like he's he's just huge. Like he honestly is guy. Sean Taylor mix. Like he's like a, a running. He's like a linebacker playing uh, safety, and yep. the Chargers lined him up in so many different areas that he was hard to prepare for when it came to opposing offenses. They, they Derwin would play uh, linebacker. He would play defensive end sometimes. He would play uh, safety, and it was one of those things where you're like, whoa! Like they're just playing this guy wherever. Um, I remember in the playoff game. Uh, Chargers and Patriots uh, in 2018, Bill Belichick was running everything to the left side. Why? Because Derwin James was on the right side. So, I mean, yeah. it was just one of those things where even as a rookie, people knew what Derwin James was. And uh, I know yep. people are a little bit down on him in the sense of, oh, he might be injury prone. Dude, you guys don't know, like, <laughs> this kid's going to come back and he's going to be he's going to be out for blood. Like, that's yeah. how that's how serious I am about Derwin. Like, I have I I don't think I've ever seen a defensive player like him before. So um, some people say Cam Chancellor, but I think even Derwin's better than what Cam Chancellor was. I think so, too. I so, think the app comparison yeah. can be Sean Taylor. Sean, exactly. I, Sean Taylor is probably my favorite defensive player of all time. Yeah. Sean yeah, was no, no, great. And, and and honestly, I think I think Derwin could be uh, as good, if not maybe even better than. Uh, and I mean, Sean Taylor was, dude, when he when he blasted that punter in in a Pro Bowl game, that's how you knew. Like Sean Taylor, no matter when where it was, if he had pads on, he was gonna knock you flat out. So. Green Green Bay game, he picked Brett Favre up twice and dropped three others. Man, oh, dude, yeah. he was all over the field, man. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah no. No, and, and honestly, like, and that's what Der Derwin has, that energy. He has that passion. You can tell he loves this. And you know what's a shame? Uh, Joey Bosa and Derwin James have only played in 12 games together. In Man, that's years. it. That's it. Can you imagine if you got one of the best defensive ends in the game and the best safety in the game and you, you mix that in? I mean, honestly, the Chargers have the Chargers could uh, could have one of the best defenses for years to come, and I think they're yes. still building on it. Because now they got one of the best young linebackers in the game and Kenneth. Oh, well, that's what I believe is going to end up happening. Kenneth Murray, to me, is, is a different beast. And I mm -hmm. feel like the Chargers possibly could have the best defensive end, the best safety, yeah. and the best linebacker in the game, uh, possibly, if Kenneth Murray ends up becoming what I think he's going to end up uh, doing. Because, I mean, watching Oklahoma games, I know that. Like, I would watch him. Yeah. I would always flash. Ken yes, yes. Kenneth Murray can turn out to be that guy. And I'm glad you said that about Joey Bosa because I've, I've, I've seen things about, you know, Nick Bosa was good, you know, and I don't want to take anything away from him. He helped transform that San Francisco defense. They, you know, they're one of the top defenses. Yeah. To the Super Bowl. He was great in the Super Bowl until he ran out of gas in about the fourth quarter because, you know, his rushes weren't as aggressive in the fourth because you know, well, he expended a lot of energy. I'll tell you one thing, Brandon. If you go back and look at that third and uh, 15 that – uh, Patrick Mahomes completes a Tyreek Hill. Watch mm -hmm. Nick Bosa on that play. He has a free clear sack on uh, Patrick Mahomes, and the offensive lineman yanks him by the pads and yanks him down. I was like, Oh, oh yeah, no, 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 I saw. No, no, I know. I'm just, I, I, I love to give Chiefs fans, uh, like I, I have some family members that are Chiefs fans, and yeah. I was like, Dude, that was a hold. Like that was, 
them yeah. gifting it to the Chiefs. That's not because they were the same people saying that the Patriots were gifted all these rings. So right. uh, I'm like, whoa. Right. I'm like, the Chiefs were just gifted that. No, they were. No, they were. I'm like, dude, Nick Bosa got held. Like, that's a straight up hold. Yeah. No, 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 it's not. And I'm like, dude. Yeah, like, no, to me, like, no, no. I, I know where you're. I know where you're headed with this. You like. You know I, where I'm headed. Yeah, I think you think that uh, Joey is a little underrated when it comes to. Uh, to I don't think he gets enough recognition at his position. Yeah, they say who's the best Bosa, and people on yeah. Twitter were voting, and Nick was close. And but somebody retweeted it the right way. It's Joey, and it's yeah. not close. It's, it's not. not close. It's not. It's, it's not. not. And I'll tell you why. And honestly, uh, Joey told me. Uh, last year that he thought his brother was going to be better than him. But I still, the reason why I don't see it is because if you put Joey in that San Francisco 49ers defense, Joey would have probably had double the sacks. Yes. Joey probably breaks the record. With those defensive linemen? Exactly. So I think, and this year, I think you might see Joey get about 15 sacks, to be honest, because they added Limbaugh Joseph uh, Mm -hmm. to the defensive line. And Limbaugh is a mini truck. Like, the dude is huge. Um, So honestly... Uh, I think Joey is going to show out this year. I think if the Chargers make the playoffs, I and I mean, like I said, I had them making the playoffs before Derwin got hurt. Now that Derwin's hurt, I don't know if they'll, they will or not. But if they do, it'll be on the on the on Joey Bosa sacking the quarterback left and right. And honestly, like I th- I was looking at it today, and like Denver's right tackle and their left tackle are out. I'm like, okay, Joey is probably going to have about three sacks in that game. And like I was looking at different games, yeah. and I'm like, okay, J- Joey could probably have another three sacks that game so honestly joey does get a lot of uh and and honestly i think that's just uh brandon if i can be honest uh uh i think it's a charger thing in general keenan allen is, yeah. is uh keenan Allen's underrated player. when you look at those lists the top five receivers the top 10 receivers keenan allen's either at the top is either never on the list or he's at the bottom of those lists and keenan yeah. allen to me is the greatest route is the best route runner right now in the nfl him and Devonte adams are probably man Devonte, i love I'm yeah, glad yeah. you said that. Devontae they're probably, is They're probably awesome. tied when it comes to route running. But honestly, Keenan Allen is something else. Like, uh, Brandon, there's times where I watch him, just his release. And he just starts yes. shifting his hips. His yeah. hips, like, if I was a corner, mm-hmm. I'd say, okay, his hips tell me he's going left. He actually is able to go right. Even though his hips are telling me he's going left, his hips yep. shift and he goes right. And I'm like, whoa, like, this guy's nuts. So it's honestly uh, one mm-hmm. of those things where I'm like, okay, yeah, no, Keenan can fool you with his hips. So honestly, I'm very, um, I'm very, I, I, I think Keenan and Joey deserve a lot more praise than what they get. Um, I think Mike Williams this year is going to be one of those guys that really surprises a lot of people. Right now, he's dealing with a shoulder injury, but I think he'll be fine uh, this season. I think, I, I, I think the the that Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Joey Bosa are going to have something to say uh, this year when it comes to. Um, Kind of like the 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 hate, not the hate, but like just them not getting yeah. on those lists, them not being on those uh, top yeah. whatever lists. So I feel like they're gonna have something to say about that this upcoming year. Oh, they, they, I think they definitely will, man. Um, I, I've always thought that as far as teams who are talented, the roster's talented from top to bottom. It's been Philadelphia, yeah, Chargers, and the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, you know, I mean, top to bottom. And you know what talented. they all have in common? They can. They always have something go wrong with for them, and they. They're well. Philadelphia just won the big one a couple of years ago with Nick Foles. Yeah. But I mean, like before that, I mean, they're just they're some of those teams that have all the talent, but they just have something wrong. Happens something goes them, wrong. It's not able to to get through. Like the 2006 Chargers against the uh, Patriots. 
if Marlon McCree falls down and after he intercepts Tom Brady, that game's over. You're playing Indy. You probably blow Indy out, and then you go and play Chicago. And Chicago was not a good offensive team. They had Rex no. Grossman. You probably blow them out too, and you're a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. So it's just it's one of those things where you're like, dang. And then I remember a couple of years ago, LT, uh, he's like, no shade to Phillip Rivers, but if Drew Brees would have stayed, we probably win the next two Super Bowls, if not three. I'm like, dang. Like, I was like, wow, LT. I'm like, I didn't hear I'm that. Sure. Yeah, it's, that uh, is I, spicy I, I, right I, there. I think you can Google it. And you you can find the video. Yeah, I got. Just, I'm, I'm doing. As soon as we get done with this, man, yeah, I did yeah. not hear that. I'm yeah, surprised that didn't go viral. I well, it, I think I remember it did, and then Philip was asked about it, and he's like, no, I mean, LT was just yeah, giving his opinion about something, blah 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 blah, whatever. But yeah, no, I remember. I remember that clip. Mm. Yeah, I and I, I agree with LT, man, because yeah. I, I think Drew – I mean, both are great quarterbacks, but Drew Brees was, is, is different, oh, man. I'm going to play devil's advocate one more time, and I know I keep on doing it. People didn't know what Drew Brees was going to be then. I mean, Drew no. Brees was coming off that shoulder surgery. The Chargers mm-hmm. had the, the uh, 2004 uh, fourth overall pick. Uh, young quarterback. So, I mean, honestly, I understand why they did it. It was the best for both uh, teams. The one that we, the one that doesn't get enough, uh, that doesn't get enough grief is Nick Saban for not wanting Drew Brees when he was the head coach oh my of Miami God. Dolphins. Oh man, he chose wrong. He took Culpepper, and he should have he should have taken Drew. But you know and, what? And, hey, he went to Alabama and he won a couple more national yeah. championships. So, so I'm not I'm not a hater happened. on that. See, there you go. Everything happens for a reason. Yes, it does. Yes, it does, man. Yes, it does. Man, but this has been – man, we're about an hour in, so this has been awesome. Man, yeah. we got to do this again sometime, man. Hey, You I, need to add I, that guy. You know who I'm talking about. You need to add mm-hmm. Luis into this next time. Tell him to oh, come man. to hiding. Yeah, 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 definitely. You, we you tell get him. I, I'm glad here. this is being recorded. You tell him I'm calling him out. He yeah, oh, for sure. He needs to come for out sure. here and he, he needs to talk to me. So Yeah, uh, I told, he, he stays to, at the store. He stays at the store buying handsome cream. That's what he does. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I'm glad to know that nothing has changed with Luis uh, in the last few years. I mean, he may have kids. He may have – he may be married, but he's still the same cocky dude that I knew from high school. So, man, yeah. I'm glad nothing's changed with him. Yeah, he he wears a modest cape, though. You know, it's not all out there. He wears a modest cape, though. He does. He does. He does. I'm sure. I hope. I hope his wife. He keeps him in check because that that balloon. Let me tell you that head. That head turns into a balloon, and that thing will never burst. So uh, I'm glad. I I I need somebody needs to bring him back down because he he'll float up all the way up and he won't come back down. So I'm. I, I hope you keep him in check. Oh, for sure, for sure. Well, let's end the show. Hey, hold on, Fernando. You know, I'll talk to you a little bit more, and I'm going to end the show. But, hey, guys, um, we're going to end the show here. But, matter of fact, Fernando, tell them um, all your platforms, where they can follow you on and where they can find you on Sports Illustrated and all that. Oh, I appreciate it. I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Real F Ramirez, and also Sports Illustrated. Just put Chargers in there and the search engine, and you'll find uh, my website, I have uh, articles, uh, different breakdowns, and I try and write stories about the players so that fans know a little bit more about the person, not just the athlete. So uh, I try and do a little bit of everything, but definitely mm-hmm. uh, definitely check it all out. It's great stuff. And on Twitter, I have cool videos sometimes of Keenan dancing or guys doing doing some fun stuff. So, yeah, I, I try yeah. and bring fun to, uh, to media. So, yeah, I'm, That's I'm awesome. definitely, I try and do as much as I can. 
that's awesome man but yeah guys remember check me out at youtube the true definition of a sports fanatic my podcast is of the same name um spotify itunes google play and a bunch of other platforms i'm on twitter at uh, b underscore lampster i'm on instagram i'm on facebook uh, snapchat all those things man hey you guys want to come on you want to debate me you want to do shows doesn't matter come on guys i'm bringing on man i'm i'm like shannon and skip man i'm like Stephen a i'm debate man let's go but <laughs> until next time i'll talk to you guys later peace